0: Welcome to Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Erin Page, and joining me today is local mom and co-founder of Happy Plate Concepts, Allie Cunningham, to talk about giving back. Welcome, Allie, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm a big fan of Metro Family Magazine. Thank you, Allie, for that. So I, I feel like I'm gonna get really hungry during this podcast <laughs> thinking about all the great food at Happy Plate Concepts restaurants. You guys are a group of restaurants that includes Sunnyside Diner, s Burger Joint, Taqueria El Camino, and Rail Yard Pie Company. But in addition to serving all that delicious food, the company is also really intent upon serving the community by partnering with various nonprofits, many of which our listeners are familiar with and will recognize, like Air, Positive Tomorrows, Pivot, Cookies Thanksgiving through other options. So this is a really unique focus. Ali, why have these kinds of partnerships been so important to the mission of Happy Plate Concepts? And why is it important to you personally?
1: So growing up, I always um, volunteered with my family, Um, you know, whether it was, like, serving at Thanksgiving or doing Christmas drives, wrapping presents, you know, for kids, Um, and so I think that was just always a part of who I was, and as um, my partner Shannon Roper and his family, um, they are some of the most genuine and generous people, um, like, unconditional giving, Um, and so... We, want, we created a company with Happy Plate on, based on just who we were, you know, not um, trying to fit into some mold, really running um, a business and that's within the community and a part of the community um, and that just runs it from our heart. Um, and so it's just always been a part of who we are, just in our own personal lives and then, you know, naturally in our company. Um, I think that it's really important to stay grounded and to feel, um, you know, we're honored to be here and honored for people to come and and support our restaurants. But um, it's it's a two-way street. So we want to offer something back and just not exist in the community, but really be a part of it.
0: That is so, so beautiful, Allie. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love that you have been able to create a business that's not just a business but around things that you're really passionate about and that you really care about so one of the things happy plate concepts does that i love in helping nonprofits fundraise you can create a special limited time menu to benefit an organization and i know you were recently able to donate six thousand dollars to special care through this type of partnership so tell us how this works, and will you have any of these kinds of fundraisers going on in your restaurants through the holiday season that families can take part in? So we currently have um,
1: a limited time menu right now. Um, we've, we just started it this year. We, we've always done specials and pop-ups and things like that, um, but this is the first time that we've actually paired up with an organization. Um, we love special care. They uh, Kelly Dupuis. At special care we go back um, to the beginning of the original s&b's burger joint when i was a server and shannon was in the kitchen cooking so they um everything that she does is near and dear to her heart and uh, we've just really fallen in love with special care so we decided that um you know we're featuring these limited time menu items let's let's connect again with the community and and um it always feels good to eat good comfort food you know but then also to to give back in the same at the same time so um anyway we have a um a menu right now that's going to go until november ish late november um so it'll run a little bit into the holiday season um and we are working with pivot for this this round um but yeah this is something that we're going to start doing um at all of our concepts And then you know, in next year, and and we see it as part of our big
0: plan. Very cool. And I'm a huge Kelly Dupuis fan too. So we're gonna are you (laughs) awesome? We're gonna have to tell her to watch this so she can hear how much we both love her. (laughs) She does. We can fangirl over her. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's amazing. She is, she is. So as we move toward Thanksgiving you guys have a really special collaboration each year between Sunnyside Diner and Cookies Thanksgiving which is a program of other options. Each year Cookies Thanksgiving provides a holiday meal to Oklahomans living with HIV and AIDS. Of course this program looked really different pre-pandemic. It was a beautiful in-person community project where volunteers would come to Sunnyside to prepare, package up, and then deliver the food. So that's had to morph a bit, we know, last year and this year, too. But the program will still provide all the fixings for Thanksgiving to about 1,000 people in the Metro. Tell us more about what this partnership has meant to you to see the community coming together in this way, and are there still ways our listeners can help?
1: So... Um, you know, this is a, a, a program of other options that has been happening for, I think they're on their 22nd year this year. Um, and when we joined, they, I think that was on year 19. Um, they, you know, were, were doing an amazing job, uh, getting this food out, still preparing it. Um, but it was kind of pieced around the city and there were community partners that were offering their space, which was amazing. Um, but I think they were doing about 350. And so again, Shannon and I were just like, we should cook some food for Thanksgiving and just serve it to people. And, you know, we know that organizations are doing that already. Um, and so we called, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mary R. as well. Um, she, we were associated through a semi-pro football team, the Oklahoma City Lightning back in the day, um, when I was just a young pup. And um, so, Other Options is an amazing organization. And I just called her and like, let's, let's try to make this bigger and, and do more and also just offer an easier space. Um, I love systems and spreadsheets and how do, we, how do we turn this into something that is sustainable that has, um, no matter who's doing it, they know how to do it, they have community partners already committed to it. Um, and so that's kind of how it just grew into 1,000 people. Um, and, and the amazing thing is, is that other options not only serves uh, those within the community that have um, have or are diagnosed with AIDS or HIV, it's also for their caretakers, for their family. So it's anyone infected or affected um, by that. And so I think that that's even, you know, that, that makes it even more special to be able to take care of the people that have been caretakers, um, especially on holiday built around gathering and and as a family and giving thanks for what we have.
0: And that has become even more difficult during the pandemic for people to gather. So this I know last year um, what it's always a gift to be able to provide meals to these individuals and families Um, but I think last year um, maybe it meant even more because none of us, for the most part, were gathering in, in traditional ways, especially those um, at high risk. So it, it really is a special partnership and um, really beautiful to see the way the community can come together to to serve the individuals through other options and than Cookies Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, that's the kind of amazing seat that I have. The, the view that I get is that I get to see um, The community come together and the 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 feelings that they get from that. I mean, it just fills their cup. And so then to know that there's a whole other side of that, even of those that are receiving these meals. I mean, there's many clients that are like, "You are the only person I'm going to see today," when their food gets delivered. And so you know, if they're if if the deliveries are delivery drivers are invited in, we encourage them. If you feel comfortable, go inside and talk. And so. Yeah, the pandemic kind of put a damper on that, um, and it makes you cherish those moments even more.
0: Definitely. Um, Also, in the spirit of giving back, Happy Play Concepts operates Pine Pantries, where community members can donate or pick up non-perishable food. So where can community members find those to be able to donate this season?
1: So the original Pine Pantry is in the Plaza District. Um, and so we have one at each of our diners. Um, and then the original SMB's on uh, Burger Joint on May and 59th, they have a drop site. So you can drop off goods and they'll be collected and, and stocked in the pantries. Um, and then, I mean, any of our, the pie shop, the, uh, the taco shop, we're all collection sites as well.
0: I love that. Very cool. Easy to go enjoy a really good meal and drop off some non perishable food at the same time. It's a win-win. It is. Absolutely. Um, And it's a great thing for families to do, especially, uh, you know, families that maybe um, are not quite comfortable getting back to volunteering in person yet and are looking for some socially distant options to volunteer or serve others. That's a great, great choice and it's easy. So in addition to serving the community, I know you're very intent upon caring for your employees too. Earlier this year, Happy Plate Concepts committed to providing all employees across all of your restaurants a living wage, as opposed to minimum wage, in order to help improve their quality of life. Tell us more about that decision and how this type of commitment from businesses helps improve our community as a whole
1: so one of the things you know we talked about the pandemic and how it's like it, it changed everything and it's been hard but i mean we our perspective is is that it offered an opportunity to change up what you're doing because you have to um to really take a look at being intentional about what you do making calculated risks um and we just realized that it, i mean it's always been happy plates motto to Take care of our people. We call them team members. Take care of our teams, um, because how can you expect your servers to give um, genuine service if they're having, you know, if they're struggling for their to pay their bills and things like that? So, um, it, that's a lot to ask. And the whole "leave it at the door," you know, uh, motto that most businesses have. That's just it's really tough to actually make happen. So, we just care about our teams, um, and and. So this commitment is, um, we thought that they're, you know, our servers. sure, they're making like $20 an hour, right? Because um, we're so busy and tips are so great and they give great service. And when we took a look at it, we realized that um, on average, you know, we're hitting 15. There are times when we're hitting 18 and, and going over that, but an overall average is, is not what we expected. And so it was important for us to help provide some consistency in their pay um, that they can go to work and they know I'm going to commit 40 hours to work and I am going to walk home with this amount, no matter what, whether it's a slow week or a busy week or whatever, here's my minimum. And now I can plan my life around that and I don't have to just, you know, live paycheck to paycheck. So um, it it was a really easy decision and it kind of was one of those moments where we're like, why have we not always been doing this? Um, it's scary because there are those slow weeks, and um, you know, you, you especially in the climate that we're in right now. Not just the seasonal, the natural slow weeks you have, but um, it's you have seen a lot of support from the community as well, um, respecting what we do, and so they want to support our businesses. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just again, it's a win-win; everybody wins.
0: I love that intentionality, Ellie. It's really beautiful, um, and as you alluded to the service industry as a whole has been hit really hard by the pandemic. What has that looked like for your team members? What do you want the community to know about the challenges the industry continues to face and how can the community come alongside and help?
1: Really the community can help by just um, continue to support your restaurants whether it's you know ordering food whether uh, online if you're not comfortable going inside totally respect that um, you know we have had to again just be really intentional in what we do um, we've installed HVAC like solar cleansers they scrub the air um, we have air purifiers going at all of our places so we've had to really look at are we creating safe spaces how do we what what feels safe um, and so again it's like the new standard now so that's the great thing is that okay, we didn't think about this stuff before, and now we get to be even more intentional moving forward, regardless of whether there's a pandemic. Um, and so, you know, that's that's the the good things that I think that have come out of this is being able to be innovative, to create new standards, to like raise the bar. Um, and as far as the, the hardships, it's just making sure that, you know, you're taking care of your teams, um, in a healthy way, checking temps, things like that, um, and and being able to support them in any way possible, emotionally and mentally, because this is really, this is tough, Um, but the service industry, one thing is that they are very resilient. They're tough as nails, and so um, while it's been hard, it's been fun, and just another adventure, um, and I don't think that, I don't know that there's too much that can take us service industry people down
0: you 're right that there has been a lot of creativity and innovation that has come out of this time, and especially for creative people risk takers, um, I think that um, has been kind of an unexpected blessing that has come from it. I know um, we were talking before uh, when we started recording for our team we've felt a lot of the same things um, you know challenges absolutely, but also um maybe a little bit more freedom to think about things in a different way because because we've had to so outside of your career and professional life what does giving back look like for you personally and for your family
1: so i'm a a mom of an almost two-year-old um and so we had a pandemic baby um who was elliot was like four months old whenever It all started. Um, And so giving back has definitely looked different. Um, Just interacting with humans has been different for him being so young. Um, You know, when I was thinking about this question, I think the most, or the, the thing that we're doing right now, and one of the most impactful things that we're doing is. Just being intentional humans, being good people, um, really trying to instill that even in Elliot and um, what does a good human look like? Um, Being aware, you know, um, just loving on people. I think that's how we're trying to contribute right now to society. Um, We've got some fun things planned for a, a project, Project Winter Watch with the Pine Pantry. Um, couple they have a a winter program where they you know collect sleeping bags and things like that so we're going to be involved in the community but as far as our family goes I think it's just being very intentional in what we do um, and making sure that we're just good humans.
0: When you think about raising Elliot and and wanting him to be somebody who values serving others who values giving back what are some of your priorities? What are some of your dreams that you want to focus on with him as you're raising him to kind of create in him that servant heart, that, um, you know, wish to, to give to others like what you have? I think
1: the thing that I really want to make sure that he gets is that um, you got to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Um, and to ask questions and to stand up for people, you know, um, but do it in a kind way. And so really just being, just being kind and, and making sure that every action that he has, that it is with that in mind um, and that we're not just talking about the good things or talking about the way we should be, that we're just living it.
0: That's so important. And I know for me, um, you know, that value teaching that to my three kids is so important. And sometimes I will be honest, I am guilty of, you know, I get focused on the sight words we've got to learn and the reading charts and we've got to get to soccer practice. And so that that can get kind of buried for me and for my family um, under the other stuff that we have to get done. So that's a really good reminder. And I love that you're starting that already with him. Um, it's never too early with a child. No, to no model it's never that. too early. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely,
1: I May mean, I think about, um, how we all have our, our childhood things, you know, that affect us as adults and you don't know it's going to happen until you're an adult you look back and you go through tons of therapy or whatever. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm trying to be so conscious of that, that this is I have such an opportunity in front of me to raise a human in this world and to just do everything that I can to make sure that he is a good person. That's my job right now.
0: I love that. That's perfect advice. And um, that gives uh, good advice for me as we're headed into this season that oftentimes is really chaotic um, to just keep coming back to that. So we know, obviously, we've talked about it. It's been a hard year for so many people in our community, but especially as we're moving through the end of 2021, I can hardly believe it. As we're moving into the holidays. Where are you finding hope right now?
1: It's a good question. I mean, um, it is hard whenever you're just like in the day-to-day, um, but I, I see hope all around me. I find hope in... Um, the guests that I meet um in in our diners or you know in our concepts um I find hope in the the team members that show up every single day and it's not because you know it's not because we have a guaranteed wage or it's not because um it's just another job it's because they they really want to um I'm finding hope in my my little boy and his growth I mean it, it sounds all you know like I live in a dream world or whatever, but I mean, I, again, it's part of that intentional living and and looking for those things. And, um, so it's not some big thing that I I'm looking at. It's just kind of looking around every day and just being thankful and finding hope in the people that surround me.
0: I love that. You've definitely provided me some hope today and some good reminders about priorities and where to focus um, because you're so right when, when we start looking for those things that are hopeful, um, they're everywhere. We just have to be intentional about looking for them.
1: Yeah. We call that, um, at Happy Plate, we call that focusing on your highlights.
0: We could talk all day
1: long about what we could do better, you know, what I could have made this decision or made this move or scheduled this person or whatever. Um, but what about the, the awesome things that happened? Because the whole day is not terrible. There are some highlights in there. And then how do you duplicate that highlight? How do you make that happen every single day? And putting your energy on that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, that's so focus so on your highlights. <laughs> that's so good. And I think for me, a lot of times, my kids are such good examples of that. Um, when I really slow down and watch them, they intuitively know how to do that. They're so good at it. And so I need to be more like them. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today, Allie. This has been so much fun and, like I said, um, has kind of rejuvenated my hope in the world. So thank you for providing that for me and for all of our listeners. Thanks so much for having me. For our listeners, you can learn more about Happy Plate Concepts community projects and how you can help, plus, of course, their amazing food across all of their restaurants at happyplateconcepts.com. Thanks everyone for listening. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.